All right, record vaccination rates continue uh, in the western suburbs of Sydney, St Mary's and surrounds 90.1% first dose, 66.8% second dose. Uh, The Penrith area and surrounds 92.1% first, 70.2% second dose. Londonderry and surrounds 89.3% first dose, 68% second dose. But how's this for Mount Druid and surrounds? 90.5% first dose, 67% second dose, and also for Blacktown, North and Surround, Shanes Park, Marsden Park, all those sorts of areas, 95% first dose and 90.7% second dose. Just open the joint up. (laughs) Absolutely. Ed Husick is from that neck of the woods. Morning to you, Ed. Hello, Marcus. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. These are great results, uh, particularly around your neck of the woods, uh, Mount Druitt and Surrounds, Blacktown and Surrounds, 95% first dose, 90.7% second dose. Fantastic. They are absolutely terrific results. They show that uh, people out here uh, wanted to do the right thing, despite suggestions that there was issues like hesitancy holding people back. The reality is, and the statistics don't lie, the minute the supply came in in August, things went gangbusters and people went out in droves to get vaccinated because they knew it was important for their health, their family's health, neighbourhood, community, um, that this was going to be crucial. And so, you know, hats off to every single one of them uh, for doing that and leading the way. Yeah, absolutely, because, um, you know, there are some supply issues still in regional New South Wales, Mm -hmm. and I I think the Premier should be concerned about this, uh, the the new Premier, Dominic Perrottet, and hopefully we'll be able to ask him um, how things are supposed to pan out for, you know, the the coming out and easing of restrictions in in some areas. Uh, I know there are a lot of regional MPs who are still seeking clarification from New South Wales Health. So we will endeavour to find those answers out. But for look, for Sydney... Well, I, hope you, I, I hope you do get him on, and he should come on, on to 2SM. And I do respect the fact that you've got that regional reach, and he should hear the, the concerns that exist from the regions, because similar to the outer suburbs, distribution has been an issue. That is the way that the New South Wales government, once they you know, eventually get the supply out of the federal government, whenever that happens... Yeah. Um, that is an issue on the ground, and that there is a, a degree of accountability that has to be applied here to make it happen, because as you know, it took 3,500 people or so to get COVID in my area before I got in a walking vaccine, vax, uh, clinic. Yeah. That, that number's doubled, doubled now, uh, and uh, I can imagine what it's like for the regions, and so, you know, he should be hearing what the regions have got to say. Absolutely. All right. So uh, there's obviously been a, a topsy-turvy week, if you like, here in New South Wales with a new Premier announced mm. yesterday. Uh, the Nationals today will hold their party room meeting. It's understood that Paul Toole will get the nod uh, to lead the Nationals, so we'll have uh, him as Deputy Premier. At a federal level, though, a lot of the discussion uh, has been around whether or not Um, uh, An independent commission against corruption, similar to one that we have in New South Wales. Uh, How long has it been now since Scott Morrison promised the people of Australia that that there would be greater accountability with a federal system, uh, you know, an an anti-corruption watchdog, if you like, uh, for our federal politicians? Well, Scott Morrison promised over a thousand days ago we would have a federal version of ICAC. Uh, Then he sort of released the uh, way in which this body would work, it is toothless on arrival. I mean, this thing couldn't bite through a puddle of puree. 
it's that weak. And <laughs> it won't be it won't be something that has powers to investigate or launch its own independent investigations. It'll have two tiers of investigation where politicians uh, they will be investigated behind closed doors or the hearings will be behind closed doors. We think there should be a standing uh, Royal Commission type uh, ICAC that can do its own investigations. And the other thing, importantly too, Marcus, the big difference is that he, um, Scott Morrison will not allow retrospective uh, investigations into what's, what's happened, uh, whether or not corruptions occurred. And I suspect in part it's because uh, he's got a lot of people that are worried about the quality of the decisions that they've made and whether it's stack up publicly. So we need a real federal ICAC and we need it now. Uh, retrospectively, I would have thought that maybe people like Angus Taylor may have a, a couple of questions to answer, perhaps even Christian Porter, but uh, leaving him aside for now, Angus Taylor, uh, I know that uh, you've had a lot to say about him and his past. Uh, what is the major concern that you have with Mr Taylor? I think from an like if you look at the way that he was introduced into the industry portfolio, just from that, that level first, he was announced by Scott Morrison half an hour. I mean, how cynical is this? Half an hour before Gladys Berejiklian says she's going to resign, Scott Morrison decides to hold a press conference to basically tidy up a reshuffle that was triggered by putting Christian Porter in when he knew that Christian Porter wouldn't survive as industry minister for too long. And then he puts in a bloke like Angus Taylor, who now has two big jobs, energy and industry. And as I've said, it's like, they, they were on track to put in their eighth industry minister and then they gave this bloke two two major jobs. It's like they've appointed the seven and a half industry minister. Yeah. And they've brought a bloke in where question marks hang over um, uh, the whole issue of uh, the city of Sydney uh, download the document that he used to attack uh, Clover Moore over travel that turned out to be a fake document. Concerns about his engagement in water companies uh, that got uh, the benefit of water entitlements without an open tender. The concern was that this was happening without an open tender. Yeah. And the way that he may have benefited from potential decisions by the Department of Environment, uh, you know, referred to as grasslands, uh, that, that affair, and uh, the way that he in injected himself into that decision-making pro process in a way that there would be concerns that he would benefit ultimately from that personally. So, so these you know, are a similar, whole stack of these questions. These are similar scenarios, if you like, uh, to, to what the New South Wales Premier is facing. I mean, I'm not... Com uh, comparatively, uh, talking about being a little too close to, say, developers or to those with the water or perhaps a suggestion or an implication, if you like, of um, a conflict of interest. And they look... Well, I, I would be you know, sort of cautious to sort of clump everything in together because these cases are individual and you've got sure. to go through the fact that they stand in those matters. But the point is... There's very little transparency or accountability by this government. You can't ask them questions through question time and get answers. You can't uh, get through FOIs. They've clamped those down. The estimates process, the most uh, frequent response you get to a question via government in estimates, which is supposed to be one of the peak bodies to get information, the most frequent answer you get out of that process is, I'll take that question on notice, which is just a way to avoid scrutiny there and then. And uh, when you look at uh, issues like this, we want to be able to put people to account 
really the only bodies that we've got are the Auditor General that can investigate and raise issues, but there's no way in which you can then take a follow-up step if there is something that's clearly out of whack. And that's, that's a big problem in the way that this government has refused to be transparent, accountable yeah. for the way it makes decisions, especially where there are big question marks over the, the, whether or not those the decisions were proper. Just before I let you go, um, with the reopening of, of mm. our economy, if you like, small businesses, retail, hospitality from Monday, that's what's expected. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of businesses out in your uh, area of Western Sydney. It's been a long time coming for them. Mm. I'm sure they're going to be preparing over the weekend, and I wish mm-hmm. them all the best because it's been a tough old road. There have been a lot of businesses that have uh, been, truly, they've been champions. They've been trying to do the best they can, work through. I know some personally that I visit who did everything they can to hold on to their employees because they recognise that, it would have a big impact on them as well, and they wanted to look after them. And I talk with Chambers of Commerce uh, in my area, and they tell me too that their members and their members who've spoken to me directly about we're very keen, as everyone is, to get out, but we won't be able to hit full speed. What's yeah. the support available to us to make sure that we get back on our feet? Because there isn't a one-size-fits-all or a one-outcome experienced by businesses in the city of Sydney, for instance. Yeah. And there'll be some that are doing it harder than others. Very and true. also the workers as well uh, in those businesses will be faring differently. And my concern is that the government, in trying to fix up its $134 billion historic budget deficit, will rip out support quickly for the sake of trying to fix that deficit somehow, as opposed to looking after people, bearing in mind they walked in with lead feet to provide the support, and now they're ready to race out of it. All right, mate. Good to have you on as always, Ed. We'll chat next week. Thank you. All the best to you. All right, there he is, Ed Husick. Uh, He likes to provide what he calls a strong voice for Western Sydney, for the areas where he's lived and worked.